Welcome to the Capital Integrative Health Podcast, a podcast dedicated to transforming the consciousness around what it means to be healthy and understanding the root causes of both disease and wellness. I am Dr. Andrew Wong, co-founder of Capital Integrative Health, an integrative practice committed to expanding access to holistic root cause medicine to the global community. Today, we are joined by Dr. Amanda Thompson. Dr. Thompson is a local chiropractor who helps her patients to address pain, digestive issues, injury, TMJ, migraines, and much more. She learned at the young age of 14 that she wanted to be a chiropractor after personally experiencing the healing benefits of chiropractic treatment from her mentor, Dr. Julie Rosenberg. She has taken over 400 hours of seminar training in applied kinesiology and has taken adjustive technique courses through the ICAK, Gonstead Institute, and Motion Palpation Institute. Dr. Thompson believes in the body's astounding capability to heal itself of any condition and views her job as the facilitator of this healing. Join us for a conversation today about how chiropractic care can help on your healing journey. If you suffer from conditions like pain, digestive issues, headaches, or TMJ, this conversation is for you. Well, welcome, Amanda, to the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you so much for having me. I love to talk about chiropractic, so. Yes, well, let's dive into that. So what was your introduction to integrative health and why did you decide to become a chiropractor? I think in one of the best ways possible, which was a personal experience. So when I was 12 years old, my mother, I was diagnosed with scoliosis and my mother took me to a very holistic chiropractor um, who, who also does a lot of, did a lot of other modalities like muscle testing. Um, and that was where it all started. And it's funny because she basically took me in there. Like I was kicking and screaming. (laughs) I did not want to go to this chiropractor, but it was a great experience. I immediately felt better. Um, somewhat corrected the scoliosis and um the rest is kind of history that's awesome that was dr julie rosenberg yes right? dr rosenberg yeah and where does she practice is she practicing still or yes she's in rockville as well okay. um, south rockville yep nice mm-hmm. and what do you enjoy most about what you do as a chiropractor oh so many things <laughs> i love the instant relief that people experience, um, not just the instant relief of their pain and discomfort, but also just how much better they feel emotionally. And um, just overall, you know, the, the benefit to their well being and happiness is just instant. It's it's an instant gratification type of practice. And I love that. Yes, and I agree with that. And I would say, um, having had some chiropractic adjustments myself, I, I do f- notice an immediate difference as a patient. Yeah, you know? right. And even uh, you know, doing some acupuncture and treating patients, like people get that instant gratification. So that, yeah, that yeah, 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 definitely. Great. And um, for those of who may not know, what is chiropractic care? Because I think let's just kind of start broad a bit. Yeah, definitely. So, chiropractic care is a holistic health method that assesses and restores proper spinal joint mobility. And in doing that, it also optimizes our nervous system function and our nerve flow. um, And the nervous system controls so much in the body. So um, in that way, it's very helpful. 
Let's dive into that a bit. So spine joint mobility, why is that so important? Uh, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, certain art clinic blood work and, you know, different things, you know, gut health, et cetera, which we'll talk about today as well. But in terms of spine joint mobility, why is that so important for health? So uh, not only is um, spinal mobility important locally, you know, if, if there is a decrease in mobility, you can get pain, you can get, um, you know, the, the area can become vulnerable, you can get easily injured. So there's that. And um, actually, spinal joint mobility is... Um, one of the main like stimulants to our brain. So a, a large portion of the brain actually receives input from our joints and the joints and the movement of the joints. So if there's not proper movement in the, in some joints, that's a lot of um, you know decreased stimulation to our brain. So uh, it's actually very powerful for the brain itself. I think there's a saying that you are only as old as your spine. Have you heard of that? <laughs> yeah, I could yeah. see that. I could definitely see <laughs> that. It's a yoga that. saying. Okay. Um, and certainly for nerve function, it's huge because, like you said, the the nerve, the nervous system, the autonomic nervous system, which we can we can talk about probably with AK later. Mm -hmm. You know, it, autonomic nervous system really controls a lot of physiologic function so and much. health. Yeah. So that's awesome. And what is an appointment with you like typically? So, um, very holistic. <laughs> I, of course, you know, at the base of what I do is chiropractic adjusting. So head to toe, spine extremities. Um, I also do a lot of applied kinesiology muscle testing. So that's, that's not like a strength muscle test. That's a nervous system muscle test. Are muscles on and firing properly or are they turned off? Every muscle is related to a certain organ, so that will often take us, me and my patient, into reflex point work. I do a little bit of mind-body techniques, um, food sensitivity testing, and sometimes nutritional supplements. So typically, an appointment is including all of that. That sounds awesome. I need to book an appointment with you, too. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> a lot of things going on. Thank you. And um, let's talk about adjustments for a second, because I know there's like HVLA and they're like different types of adjustments so you can kind of get into that a little bit for the audience sure yeah I would love to because that's uh, I think that's important so you know um, I think we both approach our patients very you know individually so you know I'm not into like a cookie cutter right. type of model I know you definitely aren't so that means that different adjustive techniques can be appropriate for each different patient. Unless it's holiday cookies, then uh, we might have them just get. <laughs> we are at that time of year. We are, we are. We're taping it around, uh, close to the holidays anyway. Yeah. But for adjustments, no. <laughs> no cookie cutters. <laughs> no so, cookie cutters, okay. Um, yeah, so for many of my patients, I do high-velocity, low-amplitude adjustments, which is your, your, your traditional manual adjustment. Um, I also have instruments for instrument-assisted adjustments, such as the activator. That's a little gentler. Um, if, if that's appropriate for the patient, we can always do a gentler adjustive technique. Um, I, I sometimes use what we call pelvic blocks for the hips, which doesn't involve any um, cavitation is the appropriate word for popping. Okay. <laughs> Just FYI. Um, so, yeah, I think it's important to have 
you know, a range of adjustments because one technique is not going to work for everyone. So you probably don't say you're going to cavitate your patients though when you're no, on the table there. They, they would have no idea. <laughs> like I'm about to <laughs> pop your joint is probably a little more understandable. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. And um, so there's there's HVLA, high velocity, low amplitude. There's there's other types of adjustments, or is that what you mean with the activator and things like that? They're like different types of adjustments there. Yes, it's just a different adjustive technique. Okay. Different means to a very similar end. Okay, got it. Mm -hmm. And um, what are some of your goals when working with a client? I suppose it depends on what their goals are too, but. Yeah, good question. So um, obviously I think, you know, I want to make them more comfortable if they're coming in in some kind of pain or discomfort i definitely want them leaving in less discomfort um if there's more internal health issues we're addressing same thing i want to see improvement in those as well because chiropractic can be very supportive for for other um not just musculoskeletal uh issues but but internal issues as well also, I think I spend a decent amount of time with my patients. I want them to feel heard. That's something that I hear a lot. You know, patients say I've been here and there and I just don't feel like, you know, I'm being listened to. So that's become important to me. Um, I think really taking the time that I need with someone to to properly address what they have going on. You need time to listen. You yeah. need time to be there with the patient. That's so true. Right. And uh, I have a question. You seem like a basketball player. Do you play basketball? <laughs> I, do, I seem like a basketball player? Uh, I mean, you seem very fit anyway. <laughs> yeah. I do Good not rebounding, play basketball. You know, yeah. Yeah, well, chiropractic is very, it's like, I say it's like a professional, I feel like I'm a professional athlete sometimes. Um, Cause obviously adjusting muscle testing, very physical job. So I do work out regularly um, in part because of my job for my job. Uh, and I, I would say like, I'm a fairly athletic person. Yes. I was as a kid. Yeah. Got it. And so it, I was going with an analogy with that, with this like inside-outside kind of combo with basketball, with like you know standing at the three-pointer and standing at the two-point line, etc. Um, the point is, is that um, the outside of the body and the uh, we would say these structural aspects, the musculoskeletal system, the spine, the joints, and mobility that you were talking about mm -hmm. affect the internal organs. Yeah, and I think that's maybe a misconception with chiropractic as well as other body work. It's like, yeah. oh well, I'm not going to go to see uh, this body work doctor's professional like yourself unless I have pain or you know right. what I mean do you get that a lot from people or do they already kind of know that it can affect the internal organs as well I would say you are correct that it's a <laughs> misconception um I think most people and again this is just because you know the information is not necessarily readily available um so I'm glad we're setting this mm -hmm. straight yeah but I think yeah, many people think of chiropractors as, oh, if I if I injure myself or I have back pain or this or that, I go and and that's it. And it's really so much more than that. It's a preventative type of medicine. Um, it I think is essential for proper uh, nervous system function, total body function, organs, joints, everything. Now, now if people have a, a, a subluxation, sort of a, a um, a, a 
you know, movement off the vertebrae, correct, or, or other joint, you know, dysfunction, mm-hmm. are people going to always feel symptomatic, you know, because that's where the prevention may come in there. Right. No, they're not always going to be symptomatic. Um, so, you know, I- I've been taught that the body, and I know you know this, the body will will do everything it can to stay in what we call homeostasis or, a no- you know, a normal pain-free, high-functioning state. So, that means a lot of times symptoms don't show up until much later, um, but the underlying issues are there, um, and they'll slowly present symptoms over time. Or if it's like a, a joint that's compromised, but they're not, you know, the patient's not noticing it yet, that could down the road be an injury. So you know, if they're getting chiropractic care, that may never be an injury. Yeah, you know, Ma- makes a lot of sense. Kind of like with the like internal medicine or these kind of internal organ kind of systems. Um, things like hypertension or heart disease or even osteoporosis, a lot of these things are not symptomatic right? until someone has a heart issue or they have fracture or whatever. Right. You know, and I think you can kind of say that with the musculoskeletal system too. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, we can kind of talk about some main topics of, um, you know, some of these conditions that uh, people may come in to you for, come into chiropractor for. So let's kind of talk about the, one of the big uh, big bullseye targets, I would say, is back back pain. You know, I think in 2017, the, um, uh, what is it, the Annals of Internal Medicine came out with an article saying that, you know, opioids are no longer the first-line therapy for back pain, and we need to really look at other modalities like chiropractic and physical therapy, acupuncture, and other more natural treatments um, instead of instead of these, you know, medications like NSAIDs or instead of, uh, not that they, you know, don't have their place. Of course they do. But, you know, mm-hmm. opioids would be the last resort. So right. and we know about the opioid crisis, you know, and things like that. So what is your general approach to, to back pain? Let's just start with something uh, pretty simple like low back pain, but then there might be probably other types of back pain too. Sure, yeah. So... If someone comes in with low back pain, um, you know, first of all, I am looking at it from a structural viewpoint. So was there an old injury in the area? Are there misalignments, injured muscles, um, injured ligaments, that kind of thing? Um, Then also I'm looking at internal components. So is there inflammation um, caused by you know, stress or poor diet or something else. And that's really contributing to the lower back pain. We can't ignore that. Um, And speaking of stress, is it emotional stress? You know, um, so many times I see emotional stress being a a primary driver of someone's pain. So, um, and then, you know, fun fact, a lot of the muscles of the lower back are related to the intestinal um, system. So is there something going on in the intestinal system that's, that's you know, weakening the lower back? So, you know, it's, it's, it's the structure and then it's so much more that can play into that. And a study from North Carolina a couple of years ago kind of revealed that 88% or more of people in the United States have metabolic syndrome, mm-hmm. obesity, overweight, you know. It's big belly, or even if it's not obviously big, it's more like skinny fat, where there's like not as much muscle, but a lot of fat sure, in yeah. the in the anterior abdomen. So we kind of know that um, this also can press on anterior to posterior. The uh, the the you know the the visceral fat's kind of affecting right, affecting the back. Yes, absolutely, and and that's why you know it's often necessary to to 
to get into lifestyle factors and just other things going on with the patient because it's rarely just a musculoskeletal issue. Sometimes it is. Sometimes they had a, an injury to the low back and it just needs to be corrected. So but, I feel like you're saying, Dr. Thompson, that the body's connected, right? Yes. <laughs> I, I, I feel like a broken record with that phrase. Everything is connected. Everything's connected in the yes. body. Yes. Back to that operation game that we might have played uh, when we were little. You oh, know? yeah. Yes. Definitely play that. Yes. Um, yeah. So um, let's actually jump around a little bit and talk about some other healing modalities you incorporate in your care with patients. Let's start with nutrition because we know that food is medicine. Yes. Um, nutrition, very important. Um, I, like I mentioned, I do food sensitivity testing using muscle testing uh, with every new patient. Um, you know, patients can always go out and get more detailed lab work for that, but I do a general screen of my own because um, food allergens can always be playing into inflammation pain. Um, also, you know, each muscle in the body, I learned through applied kinesiology, is correlated to certain nutrients. So, um, for example, some of the lower leg muscles are related to various B vitamins. Oh, wow. Yeah, hmm. it's very fascinating. Again, everything is connected. So if there's B vitamin deficiencies, then you'll see some lower leg, either dysfunction or, or trigger point activation, or how would that work? You could see certain muscles, what we call inhibited or just kind of turned off, shut off, weakened because there's, you know, not sufficient B vitamin levels. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, you know, too, throughout the whole sure. body. Yes. Know? Yeah. Yeah. It'd be so interesting to kind of correlate that with lab tests and kind of see, because sometimes mm -hmm. lab tests show things, but sometimes they don't. Right. Right. I mean, in a way, the body is really the best yeah. lab test. <laughs> yeah. Way, sometimes. Yeah. 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 Right. With muscle testing, we get instant feedback. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, there's a, a thyroid, um, uh, do you test for thyroid as well on with muscle testing or like thyroid yes, function of things? Yes, it's a it's a thyroid related muscle is actually a shoulder rotator cuff related okay. muscle. Okay, okay, wow, okay. I know yeah. a lot of people with hypothyroidism actually get frozen shoulder or other ah, things like that. Yeah. See, so that makes total sense. Yes. Yeah. Great. How do you address neck pain? Because I know that there's a lot of people now on Zoom. They're working or they're otherwise, you know, at home during this uh, during the pandemic. But even before that, it's sort of like we have this huge bowling ball on her neck, right? And then what's her posture like? So how's how's neck pain kind of play into this whole, you know, structural health piece? And then what are your general approach for that condition? The neck is so important um, in part because, as you know, there's so much brain body signaling going through that area. So, um, but honestly, you know, my approach is again checking everything like we had talked about with the lower back um i do i also uh see a lot of like sinus issues and um cranium you know the skull even being misaligned playing into neck pain um even sleep like poor sleep being a cause of neck pain um so so again, like in addition to just checking out the joints and checking out the muscles, you know, um, the organs in the area and, and the sinuses and all these other things that are related. Is it true that anything above or below a certain point of pain could be, if dysfunctional, causing that pain, sort of like referred pain, like you said? So neck is here, but then 
there's, you know, cranial sacral issues or there's back issues right. then affecting the neck. Yes, yes. I'm so happy you bring that up because sometimes it sounds funny, but it's true. Like you can have an issue in your left foot that is causing, you know, neck pain. Um, and there's re- there is reasoning that makes sense behind all of that. But I see that all the time that the, the area of pain is not necessarily where the primary issue is. And can you have uh, left foot pain being affected by the neck? Yes. In reverse. <laughs> so It's usually a two-way street. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> so like most highways are two-way. Most highways are not one-way, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. It works like that. Like I-270 is not one-way. Yeah. It'd be kind of interesting. <laughs> Which way would you want to travel on that side? Uh, let's talk about a couple more structural issues. So TMJ or temporomandibular joint dysfunction is very common. Um, how is your gen- what is your general approach to TMJ? I love to work on the jaw because I, I, now, to be fair, I got a lot of my training in TMJ work through applied kinesiology again. That, you know, not everything I've learned from my chiropractic training. So um, I usually get in there. I usually get in the mouth and work on the jaw muscles intraorally, which so many patients say, oh my gosh, I've never had that done and it's so painful, but it gives them great results. So I'll do intraoral work and then again, uh, assessing the neck and, and everything else is important for that. There's a small intestine point, acupuncture point over right over the jaw right yes and so you know i've always been taught to check small intestine um related muscles and everything if there's a jaw issue i love how all the integrated modalities are so connected like that yeah yeah, yeah. So I, great. I, I think it's you know and i think you'll agree it's it's the best approach exactly yeah yep taking a village approach um how about migraines and headaches in general we know that a lot of people suffer from tension headaches migraine headaches what's your approach to that Structural, I definitely check because especially the neck and the cranium can obviously cause headaches and migraines. Um, And then, of course, there's so many other things that can cause it. Dehydration is one that I see a lot. Um, Thyroid issues, food sensitivities. Is it correlated with something that they're eating? Um, Food additives I've seen cause that a lot. So, again, there, there can be so many causes or contributors and and i go back to muscle testing to 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 try to determine that what is uh cst or cranial sacral therapy i think you've mentioned that before uh cranial sacral therapy sure so i do a bit of cranial sacral therapy that again i've learned through various mentors i have not yet taken uh, a official course i would like to but um Essentially, the work that I do is balancing out the sacrum and hips pelvis while simultaneously doing a release at the base of the skull in the suboccipital area. And to my understanding, that um, gets our cerebrospinal fluid flowing better, gets lymphatics, which is like our waste drainage system, flowing better, really gets kind of everything flowing better, very calming to the nervous system, which so many people need. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So. Great. Thank Mm -hmm. you. And one other uh, thing we wanted to talk about, I think, is is um, GI issues like constipation and reflux. What are your general approaches for some of these gastrointestinal conditions? 
I do a lot of actual uh, checking of the GI organs to see if they themselves need some some actual manual manipulation. Do you do ileocecal valve release? Yes. Nice. Yeah. I right. do. Uh, I check the ileocecal valve. If it's too loose, too tight, mm-hmm. correct that. I do a lot of hiatal hernia checking, like if the stomach has slid up to where it should not be, um, up through the rib cage, and, and sometimes actually adjust the stomach itself. So there's a lot to, that can be worked on there. Is it possible to adjust the hiatal hernia down so that it doesn't stick up past yeah, the center? Yeah, it is. It is. And now, of course, it depends on the severity of it. Um, but I've had some really good results with that. I'd actually say that's that's one of the most common issues. I, I've somehow gotten into this <laughs> this niche, like people with hiatal hernias come in to see me. But a lot of times it's the only place where they can get an actual manual you know, treatment for that. Right, because otherwise a lot of people get stuck on proton pump inhibitors right. and everything. So yeah. that's great to know that you do that. Thank you so much. Um, we are approaching winter time now here in the Washington, D.C. area. So this is a great question about the immune system. How does chiropractic care benefit the immune system? Chiropractic care is wonderful. It has, it, there's been numerous studies that have proven the positive correlation between uh, chiropractic adjustments and immune system function. Um, there was one actually done at my chiropractic school uh, that showed that within 15 minutes of receiving a chiropractic adjustment, you've got an increase in immune system cells in the area of adjustment. Um, and I've, I've, I've seen other studies that have shown that you get a, a, a double, you know, a increase in white blood cells in the body after an adjustment. So very important. It's just a really basic question. But when you do a treatment and have a certain block of time with the patient, do you do like a whole body adjustment or do you focus on a specific area? I do a bit of both. I'm always checking the patient head to toe because again, everything's connected. Um, so I will do a head to toe check and, uh, work on other things besides maybe the area of complaint. And then I'll typically zero in on the area of complaint. Got it. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. And besides nutrition, what other healing modalities do you incorporate in your, in your care? We talked about applied kinesiology, which is a which is based in muscle testing. Um, it's like a diagnosis and treatment system based in muscle testing. Let's talk about what that is. Actually, uh, what is muscle testing? And uh, I don't know if everyone knows what AK is. So let's kind of go into that if you don't mind. Sure. Yeah. So applied kinesiology is a system of diagnosis and treatment that is based in neurological muscle testing. So again, it's not like the strength in the muscle itself. It's not a strength test. Because there are some people that, practitioners that do strength muscle testing, is that correct? Yes, okay. exactly. So this is a this is a more subtle test that uh, we're, we're detecting is the muscle firing like it should. And, and how do you determine whether it's firing or not? Um, based on observation or their reflexes? It's a feel. It's a feel. So it's a it's a manual test. So I'm feeling if they can meet a certain amount of my pressure. You okay. know, if they can resist. Yes, I've I've done some training with that. Do you know yeah. um, Dr. Carol McMakin? She's a doctor of chiropractic. She does uh, frequency specific microcurrents. So oh, yeah. So I'm that's not familiar uh, with yeah that. yeah. You can check that out. It's it's really FSM. Um, uh, she taught a little bit of that in there. So that's kind of how I know about it. 
Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah, she uses uh, microcurrent for things like chronic pain, but also there's protocols for internal organ dysfunction and stuff like that. I've heard very good things about frequency-specific microcurrent. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, how do you use AK in your own practice? Um, do you you know use it on every patient? Do you kind of decide who you should use it on? Everyone gets AK. Everyone gets AK. <laughs> Why not? It's a great <laughs> modality, right? Why not? I wouldn't practice without it. And in fact, I, I highly recommend, I you know, um, love chiropractic as a field in general. I personally would recommend that people find a chiropractor that that does muscle testing. Um, not that other chiropractors aren't, you know, don't have anything to offer. Um, but but I that's you know I think that's really what sets me apart. And so it's like chiropractic care with a neurologic focus in a way with the AK. Is that yeah? Sort of I accurate? think it, I think the AK gives us more of a window into the body and what's going on. Um, not just, you know, again, on a physical level, but an internal, you know, as well. And is that part of star standard chiropractic, a, you know, um, education, acceptance? Like, where is AK and all that? It is not a part of chiropractic school curriculum. So I had to do all, you know, postgraduate um, seminars to get certified in that. So well, sometimes the things that are not accepted from the beginning, right? Those are like some of the most innovative things that we should actually right. focus on. Right, exactly. <laughs> like functional medicine, right? <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. Awesome. Um, so you use it in your practice on every patient. Is it kind of done at the beginning of a treatment to kind of see what's going on, or is it kind of done throughout to see how people are responding in real time? Throughout. Throughout, yeah, okay. Definitely throughout. Great. Well, definitely want to uh, check that out. Um, and um, how do you see chiropractic care integrating with the healthcare system as a whole? I would love to see chiropractic care become more integrated into mainstream medicine and, and, and just, you know, medicine as a whole. Um, and I'd love to see it become a, a bit more accepted, some of those misconceptions set straight. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, to be positive, we are on our way there. Um, I know, like, in the last couple years, chiropractic has been integrated into more military hospitals and facilities. Um, there's a lot of good lobbying going on for chiropractic care. So I, I think, you know, I think we're getting there. Yes, uh, I used to work at a nonprofit that had two chiropractors there, one or two. So definitely it can be integrated into a, you know, kind of integrative system, but certainly mm -hmm. also from a ideally integrated into like a mainstream healthcare system as well would yeah. be great. Yeah, definitely. I'm, gl I'm glad they're, they're, the military is um, kind of jumping in there, too. Yeah. Um, they're also doing a lot of things with acupuncture, too. I think all Wonderful. these modalities. How does um, chiropractic inter interplay with other forms of, uh, say, body work or structural modalities? So I, I have here listed, but there's others. But let's just say acupuncture, physical therapy, and even orthopedic care. Yeah, I, yeah. Think, um, I think very synergistically. I think that, you know, whatever modalities holistic modalities like we're talking about are combined is just they're all going to enhance each other um for the for the best outcome great so take-home points muscle testing is not bodybuilding that's <laughs> one thing <laughs> yes. it's actually very subtle yeah it's very subtle great um and i think um anything else you want to say about chiropractic for the listener that may either have been to a chiropractor before or even those who haven't yet 
I would say one, uh, just a couple things. <laughs> one that comes to mind, a lot of people have some fear, especially if it's a first time or a new chiropractor, seeing a chiropractor, which I understand. Um, but there is definitely no need to be afraid. It is like one of those things that you're like, oh my gosh, why was I ever afraid of this? It's it's like, it's not, chiropractic hasn't exactly been portrayed well in 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 tv shows and media and on the internet if if it is a well-trained good knowledgeable chiropractor you'll be in very good hands and it's really nothing to be scared of so that's the first thing second thing is go see a chiropractor no matter what if you're if you feel like you're in great health if if you feel like you're in failing health it it's to in my opinion an essential part of healthcare. An ounce of prevention's worth a pound of cure. Is that right? Precisely. <laughs> and um, I think the the thing with the spine is so the um, the thing you said earlier about the spine about spine joint mobility is so important because you know as people uh, either you know as we all get older, let's say you know spine may not get as may not be as flexible, and you know this may affect things like circulation, lymph flow, detoxification ability. Mm-hmm. So the spine is such an important part of health, and I think it's in a way an overlooked part for a lot of people. Yes, yes, I think so. And I and again, I think chiropractic has has somewhat been backed into this corner where oh, the back doctor, the neck doctor and and hopefully we've set that straight a bit here because that's not the case. Great. Thank you so much, Amanda. And we have a few fun closing questions for all of our guests. So, okay. um, first of all, do you have a morning routine and if so, if you mind sharing that? Oh my gosh, I thrive off my morning routine. <laughs> so, nice. Um for me, it's, well, we just got a dog, so now it includes the dog. So first, it's let the dog out. <laughs> then it is cup of coffee with a book and no no phone, no nothing, just book, cup of coffee uh, on the couch for like a good hour. That sounds great. It sounds like adding some jazz in the fireplace to that would be <laughs> nice. Oh, I have that on have as that well on YouTube. Oh, there you the, go. Okay. The, you know, the YouTube right. fireplace. The cool jazz or, or the <laughs> fireplace, right. Great. Um, any exercise? When do, when is the best time to do exercise? When do you you do exercise? When do you recommend uh, patients do exercise? I I think it can actually vary from person to person. When might be best for them to exercise? For me, I prefer earlier in the day. I know if it, sometimes when people exercise towards the evening, that can kind of wind them up a bit. You know. That's when we want to calm the nervous system. So exercise might not be the best in the evening, but I'll still sometimes, if that's when I can get it in, I'll do it. Um, I know we're on closing questions, but I have to have a tangent question on that. So what are your best ways to stimulate the vagus nerve and to kind of balance that nervous system out? Oh, yeah. Meditation. Meditation Mm, and breathing, you know, especially breathwork meditations because breathing in the vagus nerve. Um music, singing. I I actually tell my patients to try to sing sometimes because, or hum. Um, It's also good for the diaphragm, muscle, and yeah. yeah. Great. What book or podcast are you enjoying the most right now, and what is it about, and why are you enjoying it? Speaking of breathing, I'm reading Breath by James Nestor. Nestor. I just finished that. It's amazing. Okay, yeah. yeah. So it's you know, basically I've taken away like, oh my gosh, the breath, it, it, our breathing is so important. And uh, 
And I've actually started checking like all the breathing related muscles on my patients because I've been reading this book and I realize how important it is that we be able to fully fill our lungs and, and, and breathe well. That should be the sixth vital sign is how our breath muscles, diaphragm, et cetera. Agree. Yeah. Not just uh, pulse ox and things like that. Great. And what do you do every day to cultivate joy besides be with your dog, roll up uh, with a cup of coffee and book, <laughs> everything? That definitely cultivates joy. Yes. I would say, well, honestly, I, I cultivate a lot of joy in my job, which is so, which is so awesome. Yeah. Um, my other happy place would be nature. I think, again, nature is very, very, very good for our health. Nature is the best healer. And even yeah. even in, in, in cold weather, there's a lot of research on how getting out in the cold actually stimulates some um, some of these immune responses that are really healthy for oh, us. Oh, great. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. Fresh air and, yeah, I love nature. Just make sure to put a jacket on, right? <laughs> yeah, just dress appropriately. Dress appropriately for the weather. <laughs> Thank you so much, Amanda. Thank you so much, Dr. Thompson, for coming on today. Thank you. And how can listeners learn more about you and work with you? I have a website. Synergy Chiropractic is my practice name. Um, so I've got, if you Google that, it's SynergyChiros.com. I've got a Facebook page and an Instagram page. So Synergy, S-Y-N-E-R-G-Y, Chiros. C-H-I-R-O-S dot com. Okay. And you're located in Rockville, correct? Yes, North Rockville. Got it. Okay. Great. Well, thank you so much, Amanda, for coming on and uh, hope to see you again. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for taking the time to listen to us today. If you enjoyed this conversation, please take a moment to leave us a review. It helps our podcast to reach more listeners. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss our next episodes and conversations. And thank you so much again for being with us.